Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings, Grapple fans. Welcome along to uh, episode 82, we think it is. There's a whole conversation about what episode number it is, but we will resolve that and put it this way. Once we get to 100, we'll have a great big celebration, or in most cases, we'll be arguing over <laughs> whether it was 99 or 101. But hey, well, what the hell, we'll get to that. Look, lots and lots to talk about tonight uh, here on the Pro Wrestling Index show. Of course, here on the Anfield Index podcast channel now like we said awful lot to get through um there's been a huge announcement this evening <clears throat> no there hasn't and there's been the raw 25th there's been this kerfuffle over enzo amore there's the uh, nxt takeover but there's a royal rumble this weekend holy crap there's an awful lot to talk about so we're all here obviously myself andy wales joined as ever by my audio tag team partner mo chatra good evening mo Good evening, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to talk about. I don't know how we're possibly going to fit it into an hour, but we'll try our best, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's not even getting started on uh, officially which episode this is. <laughs> that's right. We'll save that debate for another time. <laughs> uh, and tonight we're joined uh, by a special guest. Uh, Mr. Nathan Stalker has joined us to, uh, to help run down the cards and um, talk Chew the fat over some of those uh, those moments from Raw. Uh, welcome to the show, Nathan. Yeah, yeah thanks, Addy. Um, yeah, debuting on PWI. It's um, yeah, of course, I'm looking yes. forward to this. Yeah, quite, debut, quite, quite, a lot to go through. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to yeah, the show. No, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Right, so let, let's kick it off. I mean, there was a, a thing on Twitter earlier today. Uh, that there's going to be an announcement. Uh, WWE Vince McMahon is going to be streaming worldwide at this time, whatever. Um, uh, lots of people had been speculating that we could see the return of XFL. <laughs> Naively, I thought, nah, they can't be that stupid. They wouldn't do that mess again. 
Um, they have only gone and done it. What was what is it they say uh, more about uh, the definition of insanity? <laughs> um, you tell me. I don't know. But um, yeah, you, you could point the finger at Vince's decision to resurrect um, his most expensive ever failure in the XFL. Um, something he tried and failed with some 16, 17 years ago. Um, his answer to the NFL was a massive unequivocal flop. Um, but nonetheless, he's decided to bring it back. And um, it will be his own version of uh, American football. Um, he streamed um, video uh, press conference um, announcing the relaunch, which is set for 2020. Um, he talked about it running from late January, early February onwards, um, leave eight. Um, and he talked about coming up with all kinds of changes and he'll be listening to all types of people um, to come up with um, the best lead possible. Will it be a success? Like, don't time? do it. Well, that, that's something that I think he will be certainly ignoring, um, but everything else he will pretty much be open to listening to. Um, but will it be a success? Almost certainly no, um, but there is that slight chance that if he comes up with some twist on American football that, that grabs people in the same way that um, 2020 cricket has grabbed cricket fans, then you just never know. I mean, if he comes up with something that lasts maybe an hour, hour and a half, say, um, compared to your usual um, American football game, uh, and for the modern audience that likes things to be quicker than ever um that that type of stuff might be just up certain people's streets and it, it might just it might just surprise us and make a success happy but the chances are it will be another flop he'll lose more money on it and um you know he'll give up and uh, focus back on ordering um triple h to sign up more steroid heads but uh, other than that um you know it's it's another vanity project for Vince. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, given given his links to uh, the, the given the McMahon links to Donald Trump, I, I I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too long before we get Donald Trump singing the praises of this uh, fantastic, amazing, successful XFL, as opposed to that um, terrible, sad loser, <laughs> failing NFL because. <laughs> because they don't all stand to the national anthem. Uh, Nathan, t- are you at all interested in the XFL or like me? Because you just literally not give uh, a single shit. I'd I'd rather watch Bray Wyatt wrestle for an hour. Um, I can't think of anything I'd rather not do <laughs> than watch XFL. Bray it's Wyatt like, and Tamina in a mixed tag match? Uh, could you imagine? That, that would have probably more chance of succeeding than XFL as well. Um no, I can't I can't no I can't think of anything worse. That's all I'm gonna say on it. <laughs> and and on that note, <clears throat> so Raw twenty five, the, the whole twenty fifth anniversary of Raw, we did the nostalgia last week. We had a lot of fun looking back. So many great matches, so many great moments. Uh, just so many. There was too many to, to we talk about, even even in a pod that went over an hour. Um, you know, we, more you had a um, an article out in the Daily Mirror. Congratulations, your debut article in the Daily Mirror. You know, top ten matches on Raw. Some great matches in there. I had an article up on the the Anfield Index website on some the you know reliving some of the great moments of Raw. 
And I think, more we're going to have a different opinion here because you are of the opinion that it was a good show. Is Would that be fair? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, I thought it was, um, well, it, it, it was what I expected it to be. Um, but obviously I was in the minority. There were a lot of fans, um, who didn't enjoy the event. Some who hated it. In fact, um, uh, it perhaps is, you, you were perhaps at that end of the spectrum, but, um, you know, clearly you didn't like it all, all that much. <laughs> well, I won't say it was what i expected it to be i'd say it was what i feared it to be um but rather than me jump in and go on about it nathan uh what what about your your view on this then rod did it hit the hit the notes for you um it was it was an okay show that should have been a great show in my mind the the talent just the people coming back should have been enough to elevate it to marking and, and being a real top show and for me about 10 minutes in was the best point um and from there it, it gradually went downhill um the the revival were sort of hung out to dry um undertaker yeah. was there for some reason i couldn't tell you why um the there's only for me really one person on the current roster that really came out of it as a star and that's elias um yeah it wasn't great i wasn't a huge fan no that i mean what you talked about there the revival that whole segment there was someone actually put up the times you know the amount of times on these segments and most of these things were about five minutes but that whole thing with dx and the club and whatnot that was something like 17 minutes and you know there are some people who will have some conspiracy theories um why said people involved in that segment got so much longer than everybody else and I, i've got no problem with with um, the club beating the revival and you know you know the some of the old guys getting to do their moves on the revival if it's presented in the right context and it didn't feel like that to me, it did, you know, like you said, you know, thrown to the wolves, it felt, it just, I don't know. It was, it felt for me, there was, there was a lack of imagination in the way that that was put together. And there's a hot new tag team and uh, it, it just, it's not good. There was no need for it. No, there really wasn't. Especially for, for them coming back. We know how talented the Revival are. I think everyone in that roster knows how talented they are. There was no need for what was basically the same as what happened to the Ascension. When they all got in the ring, and as you said, it went so much longer. Same as at Raw 1000 with Sandow when he was sort of hung out there. And it just, yeah, there, there was just no need for it. Good rub for the club, I guess, to sort of have that moment. That was a nice, that was a nice moment to see. But that, that's about it. This is sort of the only positive you can take from that entire segment. And what what about the whole Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy having a match bang like that? You know, this whole thing that's been week on week on week on week being built, and then we have a throwaway five minute match, and Bray Wyatt goes over clean. And I just I was I I just felt a bit kind of confused as to what. what you know, why would you just throw it away like that? If you've been building this for weeks, why would you just throw it away like that? Uh, I just, I'll, I'll be honest. I, 
I think I watched it on sort of triple speed, so it was over in about 10 <laughs> seconds for me. So it was an excellent um, match. It, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, maybe not excellent, but <laughs> it was sounds like better than watch it at normal speed. Um, but what a waste. What, what we've built, they've, bar being with Bray, actually Matt Hardy's done his end of the bargain with sort of the build up to it and the, the sort of videos that came out of him doing the laughing and, and everything like that we sort of we've been waiting for nearly a year to see that and yeah he had the match where he went over last week but then this was there was just no need for it because they'll probably have another match next week where Matt Hardy will now go over because that, that's their booking um yeah I, I I can't go back and watch it either to tell you anything about the match I, I know it happened that's <laughs> fair uh a, a more you know are we We've been a little harsh here. Was there was there uh, some particular high points there for you? Other than, I mean, obviously, as Nathan alluded to, you know, ten minutes in, the high point obviously Stone Cold Steve Steve Austin comes out, great pop, uh, gives delivers the stunners. Everybody, it's a feel obviously it's a fun moment for everyone. Slightly odd that they didn't allow him any mic time in all of that, but that was a feel good moment. But the rest of it, can can you see? where Nathan's coming from um, and really where I'm coming from. Um, yes, I can. Um, but I, I, I thought that, you know, in some ways they could have delivered a show that would have been a lot worse in terms of um, the position booking of the regular talent that are there week in, week out. Um, I actually thought they protected them better than they u- usually do on shows such as this, um, especially shows where, a number of part-timers or people that are retired um, turn up um, and are there to look good. Um, yeah, the, the opening segment I thought was really good, despite Stone Cold not talking, um, which was odd. I, I agree on that one. Um, you know, it, it was it was meant to be a nostalgia-heavy show, which it was. Um, the only talent that I thought were, you know, quite clearly buried were um, the revival. Um, and there might be backstage reasons why they chose those two to do that. Um, you know, if Enzo hadn't got caught, and that's something we'll talk about in a moment, um, with his um, latest misdemeanor, then, um, you know, somebody like him might have been at the receiving end um, of all of that. But, uh, you know, the main event, sorry, that the end segment was very much focused on. Um, one of the main matches at the Royal Rumble where you know, the stars of the past were surrounding the ring um, to put over the three talents that are taking part in that match. And, um, and one of them's a star from the past. He, he is, yeah. He's um, <laughs> looking very much uh, like he did 25 years ago. Well, actually, no, not quite. 20 yet, 21 years ago when he debuted. Um, but... No, I, I, I've seen some of these shows in the past where, you know, they've made hordes of younger talent look really bad. And, you know, that, that was one of the positives for me and is that they um, tried to keep that to a minimum. And, um, you know, it was nice seeing some of the other, um, you know, with their backstage appearances or their brief appearances in front of the crowd. I think if I paid to attend either of those shows, then I'd certainly have been very disappointed because, 
a lot of the stars appeared on on screen at the um, larger arena and at the Manhattan Center. Um, hardly anything happened there. They had about three or four segments, um, including the other take on, which I agree seemed a bit bizarre and strange. Um, yeah, he's and I think but it, didn't really say anything. Yeah, that's right. And um, I, I think it seemed to suggest he is look likely to come back for his match at WrestleMania. No, I think no, we, no. we'd all hate to see that. You know, that, yes. that'd just be... He went out in the perfect way, really, last he year. Did. He did. He, um, he went in the perfect way a year too late. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, you know, it, it'd be a shame to see him come back, even if it's against John Cena. Um, I mean, saying that, he looked in better shape than he has for a while. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, his time has been and gone now. It really has. And, you know, we'd rather remember him for what he was than see him trying to dive over the top rope one more time and trying to yeah, stumble his way through a match. So, you know, we, we really prefer not to see that, but uh, I, I feel we will. But, yeah, yeah for, for me, yes, there were negatives, but um, there were plenty of positives as well. Um, and that's why I thought it was a good show. Yes, I agree, not a great show, but um, certainly could have been far, far worse. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted a worse show, you just had to wait till the following night and watch SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, it's quite simple, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, if you want to watch a bad show, just tune into SmackDown on Tuesday night. It's um, and that's and that is a real shame because there's so much talent on that show. It's just woeful at the moment. It really is awful. Um, I was, I think. Maybe it's because I was kind of excited about the whole thing of, you know, 25 years of Raw and being so nostalgic, looking back at, you know, reminiscing all these great moments. And I just felt, felt a bit underwhelmed. And, and I felt it felt kind of like a show where there were so many people that they just crammed them in without an idea of what to do. And I just hate them stupid segments where people are dancing around and laughing at each other's catchphrases. And uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so Enzo Mori, yeah, Mo, I'll let, I'll let you I'll take the lead on this one. He, it, the news, obviously, there's been um, accusations, allegations made against him, and um, lots of things have been kind of scurrying around in rumor mill with him backstage. You know, lot lots of things, and this has been going on for a while. A lot of rumblings about him. Uh, then the news came out earlier this week. I think a, a slightly a slight surprise, kind of a little bit out of the blue, um, that he'd been released by WWE. So um, if you can uh, put a bit more meat on the bone, so to speak. Sure. So um, this is quite a shocking case in some ways. So um, Enzo, um, news broke only a few hours before Raw was due to go on the air, that um, there were allegations that he'd raped um, a young lady, um, back in October of last year, um, out in Arizona. So he was out in Arizona, um, hanging out with um, a couple of friends, and um, they had attended a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And um, these two friends had um, hooked up with um, some other young lady, and um, at a hotel, um, this lady claims that um, these individuals had drugged. Uh, and um, she claims 
that Enzo uh, then raped her. So these are obviously very, very serious allegations. And uh, the WWE initially suspended um, Enzo that day on uh, just before Raw. And then around 24 hours later, announced um, that they parted ways with Enzo and he's gone from the company. Not even wished him, uh, didn't even wish him best with his future endeavours or anything like that. So clearly very pissed off with him. Um, you know, he's somebody with a reputation, um, you know, very unpopular backstage, um, quite disliked. Um, the stuff that Miz talked about in the promo couple of months ago where he was talking about him being kicked out of you know the backstage and tour bus and all that that's that's all true um and the, the lady was talking about how they were taking cocaine smoking weed and all this kind of stuff which for a company that tries to market itself as a family friendly company you know marketing a family friendly product um you know for somebody to be accused of the things that he's been accused of that completely doesn't sit well with any of that so not surprised that he's been fired um should note that nothing has come of um the charge uh, sorry the allegations thus far the police are investigating it um i don't believe that he has been charged as yet um but uh we will just have to watch this space but i, I think that uh, one of the things that the wwe was very annoyed about was the fact that this happened last October and um, I think it was through um, media reports that um, they found out about this. He'd not come clean to them about this even after the police had found out when the complaint was raised with them and they had started some investigations. Um, the, the, can, the, the, the accuser, some of her story in fairness um, has quite stacked up but other parts of it have and I think that's why the police are just taking the time to establish the full facts but um, the fact that they've let him go in the way they have would seem to suggest that um, you know that they they are not going to back him and they clearly aren't and uh, that's why he's gone from the company and I dare say he, he's gone for good mm. uh, Nathan obviously we have to be careful what we say and all that but um uh, I, sad to see uh, the back of Enzo Mori as as a WWE character. <laughs> no, um, no. Obviously, um, keeping that you know that that clear definition yeah. between the person and the uh, the character being portrayed on TV. So Enzo yeah. Mori, the They're character on TV, different. the wrestler. Hmm. Sad to see the back, the back of him. No, there's no. when you look at everything that's gone on. Um, I imagine even obviously as Mo said that there's no there hasn't been a charge yet so it would be unfair to sort of pass judgment but the fact that it how it's broken how quickly WWE have acted this was clearly the final straw um, with him um, the Miz promo we were all speaking about it the other day it seems more and more true now when you when you go back through it and listen to the wording of it um he was given a big push and it i could be wrong but is that not around october time that actually he started receiving that push um so that 
doesn't look good with obviously what he's done for the cruiserweight division or what he hasn't done and who we've lost because of it that that side is tough from a show perspective um and if he if he is found guilty then there's he's gonna have to face up to that and yeah it's it's not a not a good situation for a family-led company to have one of their champions sort of be involved in um yeah it's it's not the right story you want to read around now or ever no no absolutely not yeah i mean obviously whether they whether it was to suspend him until the you know pending the outcome of the investigation or just what they've done release him i don't think anyone could have any complaints in terms of him as a performer in the ring i don't think people will miss what he brought in the ring uh, and i think he'd grown i think people had, had long since grown kind of tired yeah. of of the stick and whatnot so yeah i think We'll, we'll obviously we'll have to wait and see how everything plays out before we can uh, pass too much in the way of judgment and comment. So moving swiftly on before we uh, start uh, treading in uh, dodgy waters, on to the NXT takeover show. Uh, Nathan, I'll let you have your first uh, take on this one then, um, because I'm looking at the cards and I'm not expecting much. I will be honest. Um, I feel like NXT has just kind of been drifting a bit lately. Um, I don't know how much you watch it, but I, I almost, I strangely get the impression as though there wasn't really a plan to put the uh, the title on Andrade Cien Almas, as though it was just kind of, it happened because he, he hasn't really, uh, it doesn't feel like he's had any impact or even been represented as champion. It is on the shows. Mm. It's It's been kind of odd in some way the way he's being portrayed on the shows yeah so I'm, I'm a few weeks behind i think the last probably more than that now actually uh, i think the last nxt i watched was the one that had the championship the uk championship on the lines what was that probably three four weeks ago now yeah that um, was a superb match which was it was phenomenal i think that was the last one i've watched just because this month has been has been um i used to watch nxt weekly without without fail and and i think actually that sort of started to wane when nakamura moved up um and stuff like that so it's, it's i'm not fully up to speed on it but yeah with seeing almas sort of back then um i appreciate it has been better recently sort of last four or five months um but the last few takeover cards have been not weak but have been weaker than maybe what we were used to or, or what we came to expect. Um, but they always seem to bring it. So I'm optimistic that this, this will be the same, but I don't think it's going to be held up there with, with the top takeovers that, that we're really used to seeing and, and sort of grew to take, I think a bit for granted with hindsight on how good they were. Yeah. Uh, and more, Oh, I mean, this has almost become a re- recurring theme for us in recent takeovers where we look at the cards and we think it's a bit underwhelming and then the show somehow seems to over-deliver. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I slightly disagree with Nathan. I thought that um, the last event, um, the War Games takeover, was really, really good. And the one prior to SummerSlam uh, was also 
another that, as you say, um, didn't look so great on paper, but certainly delivered and was a very, very enjoyable event. Um, and I, I, I expect the same from this one as well. Um, you know, you look at it on paper and you think, oh, well, that doesn't really leap out. But um, you know, I've, I've actually caught up with NXT, um, so I've managed to watch uh, like several weeks worth and uh, they've actually put in a pretty decent build for the show. Um, you know, Ono against Velveteen Dream, um, I, I think will be actually a really fun match. Um, Dream had a really, really good match against Johnny Gargano in this past week's NXT. Um, and Ono had a, a very good match um, a couple of weeks ago and um, ha- has been, um, you know, pretty, pretty on form, actually, the last couple of months. Um, we've got uh, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly um, defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against uh, the Authors of Pain. Um, and I think that that one will also be a very good match. The Authors of Pain, when they're in there against smaller opponents, um, it just seems to work. And I, I think this one will as well. Um, and they Just a quick one on that, more on, on the Authors of Pain, do you, do you think we might see them moving up very soon? Um, I would expect them to move up after WrestleMania. Um, I think that they've obviously got plans to bring in War Machine, um, who are a similar large heavy-duty type of tag team, and they're going to be coming in imminently. And so they have to make some space on the roster, and then they will look at those teams that are more accomplished and well-rounded and are ready to step up and you look at the authors of pain uh, I, I think they are um, much progressed since they came together as a team um, 12 18 months ago so I don't think they're going to move up straight away but I would suspect that they will come in just after Wrestlemania I could be wrong you, you might be right they might turn up um, on Raw Smackdown um, straight away after the, after the Rumble Um and uh, therefore, I, I expect the Undisputed Era to retain their titles um, because I think that um, the Orsa Pain will be phased out and um, the Undisputed Era are getting a very big push at the moment. So that's why I expect them yeah, to retain. Just, sorry, I just thought that actually more. You mentioned War Machine coming in. Is it, is it possible we see them involved in this match? Is this the way they could be introduced or are they still contracted till the end of the month? Um, no, as far as I'm aware, um, they are now free to come in. Um, they've completed their um, bookings with New Japan. I'm not aware of them having any further dates with Ring of Honor or any other independent. So I believe they are now officially part of the WWE um, roster, albeit on NXT. So yes, they are absolutely uh, able to debut at the TakeOver event and as we've seen in the past, um, when they do look to bring in new acts, um, they do tend to have them um, debut at NXT, um, interfering in other people's matches. So, um, you know, that, that's certainly a possible scenario. Um, and then we've got another championship match with Amber Moon defending her NXT Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler, who... Um, was obviously a competitor on the May Young Classic. I was struggling to remember if she actually won it there. Um, she obviously reached the 
I know. Um, and um, took on Kairi Sane in the final of that tournament. Um, but you might have to remind me about who won it. I, th- I think it was Basler. Um, it might have been Sane. But either way, she went far into that tournament. And since then, on the NXT roster, um, has been booked as a, a monster, you know, portrayed as a um, an MMA fighter who, you know, is just far too strong and powerful for the rest of the women in, in, the, in, the, in the division. And uh, you know, certainly fancied um, to beat Emma Moon for the championship. And uh, I do expect there to be um, that possibility of a title change. Um, and I, I, I would suspect that Basler is the favourite to uh, become the new champion. Um, and then we've got a couple matches then with um, Alistair Black taking on Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Um, I've got to say, up. I'm looking forward to that one more. I am definitely yeah. looking forward to that. I'm, I mean... Yeah. In, I know I've said this before. I am a fan of Alistair Black. I, I've been really impressed with him. Um, he just has something about him. He just has that magical ingredient. And and we know Adam Cole can really work. So uh, this one could be could be quite special, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, th- this should be the match of the night, really. Um, Alistair Black's performance against Velveteen uh, a couple of months ago was superb. He's an exceptional worker as is Adam Cole, and um, with um, the benefit of having an Extreme Rules match in Philadelphia as well, um, I, I think that they can really tear down the house and put on a match of the night. So I'm expecting big, big things out of those two in that one. And uh, I really hope to see Alistair Black win it. Um, Adam Cole, um, you know, is coming with a head of steam, but um, Black's got something about him and... Uh, you know, he, he's got some good momentum behind him, so I hope that um, that continues and uh, he goes over. Um, and that brings us to the main event for the NXT Championship between the champion um, Andrade Cien Almas against uh, the challenger Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. So I think that this is um, the ideal opportunity to um, put over Johnny Gargano to win the title and then have his victory celebration interrupted by his former tag team partner, uh, Tomasa Champa. So, you know, if, if that was to happen, um, that set things up nicely for that championship um, for the next few months. And, uh, you know, it'd be a nice way to um, end the show as well with um, Gargano winning the belt, but then uh, he's the thorn in his side returning uh, to resume their feud at last. And I think he should be about ready now. So, um I, I expect Gargano to win the title. Two title changes yeah. on the night and another really good show. Yeah, so that, that sounds perfect. I mean, Nathan, um, your thoughts on, on there? What more suggested they, you know, with Johnny Gargano winning the title, but the return of Tommaso Ciampa? I think that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? What a way to um, end that show. And then, like Mo said, that pads you out then between now and and set you up for the takeover before Mania. So, yeah, I, I'd be fully on board with that. And I think Gargano deserves it for the work he's done in NXT. Um, yeah, that that would that would be great. And like I said earlier, I'm not not a huge CN Amos fan, so actually seeing the belt on someone that I think is incredibly talented w- would be great. Yeah, I think in hindsight, I, I remember 
going back probably, I don't know, maybe four or five, maybe even six weeks ago, they had Gargano lose a couple of matches. And you were kind of questioning why, why are they doing that? But then you look in hindsight, it was part of this build that they've done with him. And 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 it's that it, it's the old school type of build, you know, for the for the babyface underdog. So it's um, it just seems poetic. It's all set there, and and yeah, it would be fantastic. And then you know, Alistair Black, that the slow build. I, I like the idea, that, you know, keep continue to slowly build him because, as you mentioned, you know, if Gargano has the championship, Champa comes back. There's your natural feud. That's uh, you know that's in itself has had a brilliant uh, uh, build up. That can take you through to Mania, uh, and that just holds off Black that little bit more to get that bit more hot. So it's who knows we, we could be on the cusp of um, of NXT really catching fire again, and, and that certainly would be an interesting and uh, and a refreshing thing and a, and a good thing to see. So moving across to to the main card, obviously it's Royal Rumble this uh, this weekend. Uh, huge event. We've got not just the uh, the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match, as always. Also, the women's Royal Rumble match this year, and and we haven't obviously we haven't had your thoughts on that yet, Nathan. So, um, what did what did you think about the the announcement of having um, finally having a women's Royal Rumble match? I think it's great. I think it, it's been. I want to say a long time coming, but we've not been at a stage where we've had necessarily the amount of talent to be able to do it justice. Um, that means that there's probably only a hand, a really small handful of people that you can see as legitimate winners of the first, especially being the first ever one. Um, but we're going to be guaranteed to get some interesting returns. Um, I imagine we, if Ember Moon does drop the belt, we'll probably see her turn up. Um, as one of the entrants, um, I, I I can't wait. I think I think it's going to be great. I have That's the one concern, based off the announcement that came out yesterday, that Stephanie McMahon will be doing the commentary for oh, it. Yeah. So I imagine um, number thirty, we're going to hear a certain theme tune, and she'll stand up from the commentary booth, which will just ruin it for me. Yeah, I, I, I look. I've got to say. I'm not the biggest fan of, of Stephanie McMahon on the on the microphone. Um, she there was a point where she's you know she was really good natural mm-hmm. heel, uh, but it, she just has this tendency to take over anything she, she's involved in on screen, and it yeah. becomes more about her than anybody else. And it and it shouldn't really be that case. They you know they're there to sort of uh, support and accentuate the real performers and. Yeah, uh, hearing her commentate on the match all the way through will grate on me somewhat, and and There's I do no have that it. same fear. No, and I I do have that same fear that you have. I mean, I don't know if you could call it worse, but yeah, Lita that uh, maybe just equally bad. Listen, having to listen to to Lita for put, a full put match. Renee Young on it. Yeah, well, like, you know, just put exactly, someone in there that's yeah, a bit vibrant, a bit fresh. Yes, actually, perfect. You know, isn't going to get involved. But you know it's going to add value because yeah. I just, oh, it winds anything to do with the McMahon's winds me up. But <laughs> just you know, and you can just see it happening. That that's the bit that gets me. You just see it happening. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh... And what about a winner then? Who who do you expect to see uh, winning the the women's Royal Rumble match? Because obviously there's rumours banded around that we're going to see Ronda Rousey show up. I, I mean, I would imagine the favourite has to be Asuka, Asuka, just naturally with everything going on. Um, I think Sasha Banks. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that it will be her. Don't know. I, I have no idea why, but I think she, I think it will be her, and I think it may be maybe her and Bailey as the final two, but I don't know. It's Ooh, just a, yeah, it's just a gut instinct that I have that that it will it will be Sasha. Uh, and more, do do you share our concerns that we might see a Stephanie takeover of the women's Royal Rumble match? Oh, absolutely, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she won't be able to help herself. She yeah. wanted to be part of it somehow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that she's part of it on the commentary booth. Um, her, her voice, great. I, I completely agree. Um, and, um, you know, it's something that I, ju- I just hope that she allows the main announcers to kind of call the bulk of it and um, she kind of chips in here and there. Um, or, and, and if she doesn't, then I'll just have to... Uh, mute the commentary <laughs> or alternatively um if i'm watching the replay I, i've now learned that the wwe network will allow you to um choose alternative commentary Ooh. so i might just Ooh. switch over to the japanese and listen to fanaki because um, <laughs> that might be a lot more sense <laughs> but um yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and give her five minutes and if if uh she really is starting to great then yeah i'll I'll be using the alternative commentary function for sure um (laughs) but you know stephanie aside um it's it's a really good thing to see them go with the royal rumble for the women um 
I think it's a bit too far to try and go with a 30-woman Royal Rumble because um, they've only got 18 from the two rosters. So they're going to have to pad out the Rumble with um, NXT talents and a few names from the past. Um, and I, I just hope they do it right. And uh, the thing is, I mean, the match itself has already got a number of names that are really... Um, that they don't mean much to the audience at this stage. I mean, the, the Sarah Logans and the Sonia Deville's and, you know, the likes of them, you know, they, they are not, not going to come out to big reactions. Um, there's not many women within this match that are going to come out to big reactions. So my only fear is that um, it will feel like a, a bit of a letdown in a way because they're trying to do too much and um, try to fit too many women into it. And, I felt that if they went for 20 women and um, picked out perhaps 10 of the more over, more talented um, women across Raw and SmackDown, perhaps with a couple from NXT, um, and then if, and then if maybe maybe a couple more and, uh, from any of the rosters, and then top them up with um, some favourites from the past. Then it could have worked really well, but um, you know we know we're going to have thirty, and uh, I just hope they they book it in a smart way, and and hopefully we'll have Tamina out in ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe Stephanie has been studying old tapes uh, from uh, the years gone by of WWF when her father was on commentary, so she could pick up some tips then of just how you do play by play. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that at that. Mm. Um, let's, let's move back into uh, to the early parts of the card. Then um, the SmackDown tag team titles on the line: the Usos versus uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Best two out of three falls match. More. Um, I think one what what we can expect here is you know a really good uh, a really good match. Well, that's right. I mean. The shows are involved, so um, you pretty much know you're going to get at least a good match, if not a really good match. Uh, um, Gable and um, Benjamin, when they came together, seemed like a bit of an odd pairing. Obviously, um, Jordan and Gable had some pretty good chemistry going uh, before they were split up. Um, so it was a bit of a tough act, in a way, for Benjamin to follow. But uh, he's actually applied himself quite well in... They, they've got a nice little act going. Um, and, um, you know, in terms of work in the ring as a pair, um, you know, they have certainly improved over the last couple of months. And uh, so I, I think they'll be um, pretty fine opponents um, for the Usos. And um, I think it should be, a, a you know, a pretty good match. Um, I'm not sure if it will be on the main card because the Rumble sorry, both Rumbles on their own are going to take up at least um, a couple of hours. So this is a match that might even end up on the pre-show. Um, and we, you know, oh, it'll you know, be four hours. It'll be fine. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, no, I, I think um, it, it should certainly be a good match. I mean, as I say, we're, we're the Russos. Um, sorry, the, the, the Russos. The Usos even. Um you know, you're not going to go far wrong. So uh, that 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 will certainly be uh, uh, heaps of fun. Uh, and Nathan, 
you looking forward to this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, Gable's been, for me, probably one of the few highlights of SmackDown in the last few weeks. I think he's been really, really good and, and, and booked to look really strong. Um, as I said, the Usos are involved, so you know you're going to get a good, solid match. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, it might go on the pre-show, like you said, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think Chad, I think Gable and Benjamin might come away with the belt. Mm. I, I certainly think it's um, it's a possibility. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on, on quite where the belts will go, but I'm, I'm fully expecting a really, really good match. And that's the one thing with this card, you know, you know, the, the, the Rumble matches are the Rumble matches. Um, you know, they're, they're fun in their own way. But you look at the rest of the card and, and it looks good. It, you know, in terms of in-ring, in it should really deliver for us in, in its own different ways. And the Raw Tag Team titles also on the line, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan against Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar. And Nathan, I mean, I I, I love Cesaro and Sheamus. I think they've just been an absolute revelation for the tag team division. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I wasn't keen on, you know, putting Rollins and Jordan together, certainly putting the belts on them. But I think one thing that did, you know, one of the few things that came out of that Raw was this continued um, subtle um, heel, heel character mm-hmm. that's growing of Jason Jordan. Um, do, do you think we might see this kind of, this something developing between uh, Jordan and Rollins in this match? I think it, I, I think it's got to keep building. I think there's at least a good few more weeks of it building. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to see the tweaks. Obviously they had to react to Jordan, not really getting the reaction. I think they somewhat expected him to get with the whole awful Kurt Angle son storyline. Um, it feels feels a bit like Rollins is treading water in it at the minute, though. And for me, Rollins is one of the best workers and, and one of my favourite workers on the entire Raw roster. So him bringing the curb stomp back, I thought, was interesting a few weeks ago. Um, but the bar are just, just exceptional. They're, they're my favourite tag team last year. Um, just the whole storyline and the whole emotions that you went through with them from where they were... I mean, you remember them taking each other out at last year's Rumble and then to where they've gone through. And they both look like they love working with each other, which which is just so good to see because Cesaro has probably been the most misused character in the last sort of three, four years. Um, and this is the best run I think Sheamus has had in the roster. Um, so it should be a good high energy match. I think there'll be some, some really good big spots. Um I think they might retain. I don't know. I really can't call which way I want this one to go either. What about you then, Mo? Do you think we might see a title change back here? Do you, or do you think, um, like Nathan said, that this this Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins things that, that we're inevitably seeing will, will just continue to slowly bubble away? I, I think there will be a title change. Um, I think they will use the kind of um, slight tension that they've got going on between Rollins and Jordan to uh, work it into one of them costing the other a pin four and uh, resulting in a title change. And um, it won't mean that they'll necessarily split up because I think it's perhaps a bit too soon to do go, go in that direction just yet. 
Um, but, um, you know, that, that will certainly be used to advance the storyline. Um, I think it will be a really good match, even better than the Usos against Gable and Benjamin. And um, it's um, something that uh, if, if they've got their working shoes on and um, also are allowed enough time to work a really good match, then I mean, it could be an exceptional tag team match and one of the best tag matches of the year. Um, so I've got really, really high hopes. Um, I think that uh, Jordan is somebody who's got something to prove um, on the main roster. And um, you know, I think he'll really bring it. And with Rollins, um, I think he's having fun in this storyline as well. Um, so I think that he'll be motivated. And with Cesaro and Sheamus, like the Usos, you know what you're going to get. Um, and they always deliver very fine performances. They've got great chemistry together. And um, especially in front of that hot Philadelphia crowd, um, you know, they'll be more amped up. So you know, this should be really, really good. Um, and again, <laughs> there's that possibility it might end up as either the opening match on the card, but possibly even on the, on the pre-show. So uh, I really hope it's the opening match. And if it is, it will be a great way to kick off the, the main show. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. Uh, as an opening match, this could be just just the uh, just just the ideal one to, to start things off. Um, so what about the, the WWE Championship then? Uh, this, this slightly um, bizarre sit, uh, situation, the, the setup that we've got, AJ Styles defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match. Uh, even though Daniel Bryan is over with the crowd as a baby face, um, and they've—I guess they've been trying to tease him turning, but the crowd don't want him to turn. And uh, and and more, I've got to say, I really do feel as though this match uh, and this whole feud is just about building towards the next opponent for for Shane McMahon and. and you know, so the the three guys in the ring here are just kind of bystanders in this greater thing that we've got going on in the background. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, if you'd said to me you've got a feud with AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and you know you're feeling like the whole thing just a big giant mare, then. I would have thought, no, no chance. These guys are talented. Uh, it's almost impossible to believe that I wouldn't be really all that interested, but here I am, and I'm not really all that interested. Um, the, the booking's just been quite poor, as you say. It served as a backdrop to this larger thing that's going on with um, Annie Bryan and Shane and um, you know the way in which... The, match came about with obviously back-to-back losses for uh, AJ uh, and then him just throwing a bit of a tantrum and say, right, that's it. I'll take both of them on then. Um, yeah, that, that just all feels quite odd. And uh, it, it's, it's weird because AJ Styles is an incredible talent. We all know that. But uh, his title reign hasn't really felt like um, anything special, which I'm a bit surprised by. And I put it down to the fact that the booking's just not been good enough. Um, no. The you know, scripts have been lot... fed are dreadful. 
Uh, there's yeah, more two ways yeah. about it. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. You know, up up and down the roster, uh, um, a lot. You know, it's clearly the thinner roster compared to Raw. But even then, there's enough on this roster that if you had somebody pulling together tight, solid, compelling storylines, it'd still be a really decent couple of hour show on a week to week basis. But it hasn't been. You know, it's been a chore to watch. And uh, when you know they're making the WWE Championship feel like a prop um, involving extremely talented people like AJ Styles, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, then you know that something's not quite right. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's... Um, when you say it's a chore to watch, it's, it's even a chore to fast-forward through. So, um, <laughs> Nathan... <laughs> I mean, where where do we go on this? It's I've got to say I, I miss AJ Styles the heel. Uh, I I just miss the belt meaning something. Uh, it's uh, Jinder just devalued it so much with not not Jinder didn't, but putting the belt on him devalued what that belt meant, and it is as you said it, it's now just an enhancement for who's against Shane McMahon at Mania. And and that that's all it is there for. Um, Owens and and Styles just haven't clicked in any feud that they've tried to between the two. Um, the Zayn character it, it was refreshing for a few weeks. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm getting a little bit bored of it now. Um, it's they're going more towards the comedy, and I just I don't like that. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to get. Ex- it shouldn't be hard to get excited about a, the two, like three of the top guys on SmackDown in a handicap match. That that should be really exciting. But you're looking at it, and you're almost groaning because you know they are, like you said, the afterthought in actually what the that match is for. Yeah, that, that's it. That they are the subplot to the other plot. Yeah. and and it's like you know that these are yeah, like you said, that these are three of the the the, the top talent. Yeah. on that roster i mean for, for my money aj style is the top talent it's full top stop company you know it is <laughs> the it's the belt you know with, yeah. with 50 or 50 years of history and it's a prop to a guy yeah. who's not even a wrestler you know who's in his mid yeah. to late 40s and can't wrestle you know and it's it's yeah. it, there's something seriously wrong here and that just like you say as well Sadly, this whole thing with with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn has been booked so badly that mm. they're just repeating the same stuff week after week after week. The yep thing doesn't work. Yep. You know, it, it, we had a bit of a chuckle at it for a week or so, but yeah, they they just need to it. They need to move on. It all needs to move on. We what we really need to see is it's the nasty Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn joining in and becoming nasty mm. just like him because nobody ever saw that because Sammy, you know, Sammy Zane's the nice guy. Uh, we, we need to see it, that or it needs to go towards being an actual wrestling title mm. where we have someone like Star and Nakamura go at it and it's about the wrestling and the top wrestler comes out. Move characters to one side and have it from the technical side because that is the advantage SmackDown has overall. It has the technical guys that can go out and put on a wrestling clinic. And that it's a different fan sort of show, 
it, for me, that right now the WWE Championship belt means less than the Intercontinental belt. And frankly, it's not actually worth much more than the US belt. It shouldn't be like that. It should be on par with the Universal belt, but for a slightly different reason. You know Raw's going to have the big guys because it's Vince's show. But you want one of your champions to be one of, if not the top wrestlers in the world, not just in the company. And it just doesn't mean anything like that right now. No, it's it's a real shame. I don't know who it is that's responsible for it on SmackDown, but something needs to change. And it's 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 just such a shame to see a show going down and Mm. so much talent just being underutilized. It's real. It's a real missed opportunity. Um, anyway, we could go on about that all night. Um, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Kane, uh, triple threat match for the Universal Title. Um, obviously, don't expect this to be you know wrestling clinic one or one, but I think what we'll see is probably ten minutes tops, impactful and potentially. Lots of fun, Nathan. Yeah, it's uh, it's this is going to sound horrible, but it's who's going to pin the Kane battle for me, um, because Kane's taken the pin on this one. It, it's no one's pinning Brock, and it would just be so wrong for Braun to to take the pin on this. Um, there's going to be a huge spot where some think happens and i think it'll be braun doing something to one of them um i really want braun to get the belt (laughs) i really do um i think he's been the best thing on raw for a long long time bar elias's sort of resurgence in the last three four weeks um and i think i like brock um i think but we need we need a full-time champion and actually brock going after it could be something different because we've not seen Brock have to go after a huge monster. So that that would give us something new to see from that character and actually see how the Heyman promos relate to that. Kane's there because this is his last run. It'd be great to see him have sort of one final great match. I think everyone would want to see that for what he's done and what he's brought to the company. Um, It's not going to be a great match, but... I'd like to see a title change, but I don't think we will. Uh, and more, um, full-time champion. I think we'll get one in April. But uh, can, can you see can you see a, a title change here? And uh, are you expecting impactful fun, same as me? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that um, we're more likely to see a title change um, occur at WrestleMania. I think that uh, he will retain the belt with Brock. Um, but I think that when we um, tune into the match, um, on the way there'll be plenty of bells and whistles, and uh, now they'll make it a spectacle um, with the three huge, large-in-life characters um, involved. Now they'll they'll you know, de- deliver it in a way that um, it, it's certainly memorable. It won't be a great technical wrestling match. Um, and you wouldn't expect these to work in that kind of way, but uh, you know, as we saw in a way with another triple threat, I think it was it was it at SummerSlam, um, where it was um, no, it was a fatal four way, I think, 
Yeah, was Roman Reigns, Strowman, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, I, I suspect that this match will be booked in a similar way to that. It won't be as good. I mean, that was a fantastic match, um, but I don't think this will be much different in terms of the way it's laid out. Um, and um, it will be a bit of a stunt show, but uh, it'll be a very fun stunt show. And um, you now with Brock, you know, with Braun involved, who can tip over trucks and whatnot. Um, yeah, who, who knows what it will tip over? <laughs> 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 oh, God, I, I won't get you started on that. No, no, don't get me started on them stupid angles. No, <laughs> no, he's not Superman. <laughs> it's just like put a cape on him while he's doing it, shall we? Anyway, he's Ico Pro. <laughs> he's Ico Pro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. So that just leaves us with the Rumble match. In- itself um the obvious one the obvious question um who's gonna win so uh, we you know we can go through all the bits and pieces and all the rest of it but roman reigns seems to be the um the obvious choice and the favorite um is that what you're expecting more uh yes i am yes um it's heavily talked about that uh, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns will be the main event for WrestleMania. And I don't really see anything that um, suggests that that won't happen, especially given Roman's, uh, sorry, Roman Reigns rather dropped his Intercontinental belt um, this past week to The Miz um, in, in what was a really good match, by the way. Yeah, as um, predicted. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's obviously not going to go over well at all with that live audience. It will be predominantly... Well, pick, yeah, they picked the city hardcore. for it, haven't they? Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia plus the hardcore WWE supermarks. Um, <laughs> you know, his reaction will be even more uh, deafening in terms of booze than it was two or three years ago when even... The rock coming out couldn't help mm. turn the booze into cheers. So maybe they can bring out Sandman this time, or or something. You know, Paul Heyman or something. Yeah. yeah. Paul That's Heyman it. hugs him afterwards. That'll really go down well. <laughs> Goodness. Um, yeah, that'd be something. Um, but oh, no, I, I, I suspect it will be him. But then at the same time, don't forget um, they can also have somebody from the SmackDown side winning the uh, Rumble and then becoming the contender for um, the uh, WWE Championship as well. So, you know, there's always that possibility of them swerving us and then setting up Roman Reigns to become the challenger for uh, the Universal Championship um, in a, in a yeah. different way. Well, what's our, what's our next uh, pay-per-view after this one? So if it's a SmackDown pay-per-view, then I think we'll get a winner from Raw, and then they'll def- decide the uh, the number one at that pay-per-view, and and then vice versa. That's is it not the uh, elimination, have an elimination chamber, don't they? Is that it the is SmackDown one? Mm. Um, yeah, I think it is. Well, there you go then. So a Raw winner and a Smack and the SmackDown number one contender to be decided at Elimination Chamber. Uh, am I am I throwing too much logic on this, Nathan? Or is it, or is it <laughs> no, no, me that sorry. obvious? 
this year it's actually a it's a raw show it's elimination chamber oh well there we go vice versa last year it was smackdown yeah go on right nathan are they swerving us then are they swerving us are we not going to get roman reigns winning the rumble are they going to give us roman reigns winning elimination chamber instead so uh, i'm really so my thing with with reigns is i I still think he's going to win because that's just how this thing works um I'd like to see Reigns come in as number one and go the entire way and then potentially be in the final two and be eliminated. Um, I really want to see either Finn Balor or Nakamura win because I think it needs a fresh face to win it this year. Um, If we're really going to actually see that they're embracing change and stuff like that, I think that's what it needs. Um, But yeah, I'd I'd love because I think that would swerve the crowd actually. And if you get someone, the, the reaction then to say a Nakamura winning the 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 fans would just be so so positive that it one was anyone but Reigns but the fact it was Reigns that was eliminated at the end um it depends obviously there was some of that steroid stuff that came out about Reigns are they we don't know the truth on it but are they going to do something like that um I think Smackdown as a show needs a winner this year um so I'd love to see it be Nakamura um but I do just still think that they'll put it on Reigns because Reigns Lesnar has been what we've all known was their plan pretty much a year ago. Yeah, but but, but that next pay per view can still set that up. So I think you know what what you've put forward there in terms of an argument and and a way of booking it and everything actually just makes total sense and and makes it memorable. It really, like you say, SmackDown needs it. That really throws that up immediately. And then, you know, even actually perfectly, like you said, you know, really, you know, Reigns is in there from the very beginning all the way to the end, validates Roman Reigns, yeah. gives him that, you know. Makes him a legitimate threat yes, after he, that's seeing it. He's got Lesnar that legitimate, that. Yeah, he's got that legitimate reason to, to expect to be there, to be challenging. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that whole thing would absolutely work. It really would. So that's why... They definitely won't do that. Won't then. do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. my word! <laughs> yeah, Far too one much thing sense. more. I've got to say more. One thing is what we what in previous years we've loved about the Rumble. It tends to throw up some little surprises, doesn't it? Um, you know, someone new coming in or a face from from the past turning up. Have you heard any rumours as to uh, any surprises that could be on the cards? Um, not as yet, no, no. Um, I think as we uh, go into the weekend, uh, um, as we take this, or record this rather, um, I suspect that you know we will start hearing a few names being bandied about and uh, people posting photos on uh, <laughs> social media saying, "Oh, look, this person's been spotted in um, Philadelphia, um, seeing punk or somebody." No, the punk one turn out to be in brooklyn i got tweeted at me yeah that's oh. it yeah so there'll be plenty of that kind of stuff going on but uh no, no nothing is yet but um you know i'd be shocked if there isn't two or three surprises to uh turn mm. up um not necessarily um huge names but uh you know, it'd be nice to see somebody completely surprising and shocking uh put in an appearance and uh as, as an outside uh shout maybe Daniel Bryan because 
you know, his, his own doctors have given him the all clear and he's got, I think it's nine months left on his contract. And, uh, you know, if he's ready and if Dr. Black in the WWE is now happy to sign him off, then in theory he's eligible. So, you know, there's always that possibility as well. God help whoever puts him out if he is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nathan, have you seen anything? Uh, I know you keep a keep a check on things. Uh, are you seeing anything in terms of uh, rumours who who we might just see? I've not really seen anything that I'm paying attention to. Um, there was the Batista rumour a few weeks ago, um, but I think that was people putting two and two together from an interview we done and sort of coming up that he's going to do a run. Um, I can't see that happening. Um, I can't say I, I can't see that one either. No, um, I don't want Taker anywhere near really being in a ring again. So I don't want that. Um, I think we'll see Jericho, but that's obviously sort of not not really a big return. Um, but I think he'll be in there. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not feeling that we'll get anything miraculous. Um, obviously, as any show, pray for the CM Punk return. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll get any big returns this year. So, what about uh, NXT? Do you? anyone not necessarily uh, as a full-time call-up but just even just being in the rumble because we have had that in previous years that has happened before a few times so if if we were to see one or maybe two people from nxt who would you who would you say was the most likely i'd love to see pete dunn enter i think the reaction would, would be incredible um that I don't know maybe someone from sort of insanity and stuff something I don't know um, it, it's hard to tell isn't it because they have been sort of stripped back a little bit recently um, not really sure who else you'd really be that bothered about coming up um, I think if that's where you're going to make someone make their debut it's got to it's got to mean something um, I don't know if there's anyone right now that would mm, well and the same question to you then more um anyone from nxt that you think potentially we could see and and not necessarily as a call-up but just uh, maybe even as a tease i think um somebody like a cassius ono um could be an outside shot um he's been on fine form on the nxt brand but then it doesn't feel like they want to do anything really big with him in terms of of, um, the title picture or any of the storylines around um, Adam Cole or uh, the Undisputed Era so you know he's somebody who's very capable of stepping into the main roster and delivering um, there might be those one or two dissenting voices who will say oh but he doesn't have the right kind of look um, but I mean you've got to look beyond his look and accept the fact that um, he's a supremely talented worker so He's certainly deserving of a spot on the main roster, and uh, I'd like to think that um, he, he's somebody who can be brought in. Um, he's one of the entrants, but um, that, that'd be my show anyway. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> and not necessarily a, a hotbed at the moment or anything like that, but I think that maybe 
the thing that makes us sort of throw out some questions is that there's not that many names being uh, confirmed as of yet. So, you know, who knows what we might see. But um, on the whole, then, do you, do you think it's going to be... Uh, how, how do you think they're going to play it? Do you, do you think we're going to get something quite impactful, someone doing like the, the whole Ric Flair thing in at the start all the way through? Or, or could we see another sort of 93 one where... It's a lot of filler for a long, long time, and then the only impactful ones turn up at the end, and we're all disappointed. Um, yeah, I think that um, they'll probably want to go with something that's different to the women's match, and I've got a feeling that they'll probably want to go with that winner who's there from early on, maybe even the start for the women's match, and therefore for the... Um, male rumble match perhaps uh somebody that comes in later on maybe 22 that's a always a favorite number um for the eventual rumble winner so i think that that's what will happen but uh that that's pure guesswork based on nothing else other than a hunch but uh i i think um it will certainly be laid out in a way that uh makes it interesting because I, I don't think they'll be able to keep hold of people's attention with a women's match purely because there'll be so many of the women on within that match who the fans won't really care a great deal for. So um, they'll have to pick them up and uh, they'll have to make it really interesting to you know send the show out on a high um, because if they don't and if it's another flat match, um, the event overall could feel um, pretty disappointing, despite um, you know the other matches, which should all be um, good to great. Yeah, you've actually when you mentioned numbers, you give me a great idea for us to to uh, go out on this show with. So, more go ahead, give me um, your number of the winner from the the women's and the men's Royal Rumble. What number is the yeah, the winner going to come out at. Okay, so based on what I just said, um, I'll go with number two for the women and 23 for the men. Ooh. And same one for you then, Nathan. Pick a winner. I will go four for the women because I'm thinking potentially similar lines to Mo. And I'll go 26 for the men's. So we'll see how that comes out. Anyway, right, thanks for joining us, uh, Nathan. Uh, it's certainly been uh, been fun. Uh, been an awful yeah, lot right, to cover. Enjoyed it. Oh, you enjoyed your debut. We, we're good to them, aren't we, more. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were gentle this time. We're so. gentle. We are indeed. <laughs> and, and that's it for this week's uh, edition of the Pro Wrestling in index uh, like we said an awful lot for us to cover massive show this uh, massive weekend really of shows uh, which we will of course look back on uh, next week uh, my thanks to more chatter as always my uh, audio tag team partner our thanks to uh, to nathan stalker for joining us tonight our thanks to all each and every one of you for listening in for hitting that download button every week and listen um you know being a part of this show we, we really do appreciate it but from for uh, for now, for this week, uh, from from myself, 
Cup and your Wales. That's it for this edition of the uh, the Pro Wrestling Index uh, podcast here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. So until next week, it's bye-bye now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.